Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just ask that uh, these words, Lord, would be yours. Father, that by your Holy Spirit that you would implant your word in hearts. And you know, Lord, exactly what each individual needs in this room. So, Father, I'm just asking by your Holy Spirit that you would plant your word, which is able to save our souls, into our very hearts, Lord, that there would be something that would come from that and that would be the life, your life, in us and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. So we're looking at wisdom this morning. And um, it would seem, in just talking to um, some, some people around the place from different churches, that I think God is speaking. That, um, that wisdom is, is, um, is being brought out as something that's front and centre that we need to be so aware of and so in tune with. And as is my, um, as is my custom, I've got a Strong's Concordance and, and I like to have a look at the, the words as they are in the original language. And, and often you can find, you know, they're, they're just such pearls of wisdom because, you know, the Greek and the Hebrew, when you, when you translate it into English, uh, sometimes, you know... Language is conceptual, so there's sometimes there's not there's not a word that transfers from one language to another. That's why we have the the different um, the different translations that we have. Uh, but sometimes that's really good. I get so much out of um, looking into that um, different words. So wisdom and and I don't try and pronounce the Greek because I just butcher it. Uh, but if you've got a Strong's Concordance, it's four six seven eight. In the, in, the, uh, in the Greek, wisdom, this is the definition, in brackets, it's got higher or lower, worldly or spiritual, wisdom. Thank you very much, Strong's Concordance, I came away with a, a real depth of understanding. So the, the, uh, you know, the definition of, of, um, of wisdom in the Greek is wisdom. Great. So I thought, right, we're going to have to, uh, we're gonna have to look a little bit, um, we're going to have to look a little bit further. And you think about it, if I was to ask you, who in the, in the Old Testament, if I said I'm going to talk about wisdom, what name comes to mind? Solomon, Solomon, Solomon around the room. Solomon, absolutely. So... We know that God gave him wisdom and we're going to, um, if you've got your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings chapter 3. Uh, because this is one of the two uh, accounts of where he actually <coughs> was given that. <coughs> Excuse me. 1 Kings chapter 3. I'm going to pick it up in, in verse 5, uh, just prior to, I think Solomon's offered a thousand bird offerings to the Lord. <clears throat> so in verse 5, at Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and God said, ask, what shall I give you? How would you go? God comes to you and say, ask, what shall I give you? Man. Your mind would race, wouldn't it? <laughs> and Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart 
with you. You have continued this great kindness for him and you have done this uh, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of your father David, but I am a little child. Other versions say I'm I'm a youth. I do not know how to go out or how to come in. So Solomon's saying, Lord, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to begin this and I don't know how to end it. I've been given this responsibility, but, but I don't have a clue. And your servant, verse 8, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. So we see here with Solomon, he actually has an understanding of who he is in his natural self, in his person. He's a young man. He's been put in charge in the leadership as the, as the king over an entire nation, millions of people. The buck stops with him. And he's saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. Verse 9, he says, Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours. That verse is absolutely pivotal. Give your servant an understanding heart. Now, um, my um, New King James Bible has a... Has a um, a word in the <coughs> referencing um, understanding, and it says just literally hearing. It literally means hearing. So we could read it. Solomon asked for a hearing heart. I want to be able to hear from you, Lord. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> this is daunting. I want to be able to hear from you. When you speak, I want to be able to know what you've said because I want to be able to lead this people in a godly way. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked for this thing. Then God said, because you have asked for this thing and you've not asked for long life for yourself nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor have asked for the life of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. (laughs) God is good. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so there will be no one like you before or after. Can you see that? A hearing heart is a wise and understanding heart. Wisdom comes from hearing what God says. It's in hearing what God says that we will act in a way that, uh, that brings about the things that God wants to produce. Glory to God. You know, at the start of the, um, in the early church in, uh, in Acts chapter 6, we, we see a situation where... 
the church was growing and it was growing exponentially. It was just off the, off the chart. You know, they started with 120 and one message and then there's 3,000 and then later on 5,000. It was just growing. The word of God was getting into the hearts of people and they were responding to the message of salvation. And who knows if you've got a lot of people, you've got some problems. You gather a big organisation, hello, there's people involved. And they bring along everything that's in them. And, you know, we, we know, all of us, we've got things that need to be worked out of us. So we've got this situation here where the, um, the Greek widows weren't, um, weren't, weren't getting their fair portion. The, the, and, yeah, it's in there, you read it. And the apostles came and said, it's, it's, not, it's not appropriate that we leave the ministry of the word of God to serve tables. So they said, search out for you from, from among yourselves. Search out from among yourselves. Seek out from among yourselves seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And you might think, well, you know, if I've got... If I'm, 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 I'm born again, I'm, I'm, if I'm full of the Holy Spirit, surely wisdom goes along with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> not necessarily. would be lovely if it did, but not necessarily. And if, and if you're thinking, well, I don't know about that, well, little, uh, a little bit of homework, go and read 1 Corinthians. Read, read that letter. We've got a church operating in the gifts all the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in there. But boy, they, uh, they were, were, were lacking um, in, uh, in wisdom. They were lacking in the correct use of the knowledge that they had and the gifts that they'd been given. So God gives gifts. The gift of God is without repentance. What, if God gives a gift, he gives the gift. But the correct operation of that gift is so vitally important. A gift not operated in wisdom can be a dangerous thing. So these men, good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and they were put in charge of, uh, in charge of that matter. You know, we've got the, um, we've got the benefit. Imagine the early church. They didn't, they didn't, have, the, they didn't have what we've got as far as the, the New Testament writings. Uh, and we have the benefit of, of all, that's, um, all that's in here. So, you know, Paul wrote to the Colossian church. And if you've got your Bibles, um, Colossians chapter 1. I'm just going to read a short passage out of there. Colossians chapter 1. And verse 9 just says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it. So what reason and what did they hear? They heard about, or Paul heard about, these people's faith in Jesus Christ 
and their love for all the saints. Does that sound like the greatest commandment and the second is like it? Their faith in Jesus Christ and their love for all the saints. So verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know, there's a progression in what, what God is establishing in our life. And, and, and as we allow him to imprint, as we allow him to, to write that word upon our heart, we grow. We grow in our spiritual strength. We grow in that uh, wisdom that he's imparting. And that's what Paul is praying. But see what it leads to in verse 10. That you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So what God is, 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 is putting into our hearts as we're open to him, as we allow him to put those things of himself within us, as he's writing his words upon our, our heart, we actually walk in a way that's fully pleasing him. Now, it's not, it's not a, a works-based relationship that we have with the Lord. That's putting the cart before the horse. You know, sometimes, we, well, if I, if I just do, then I will be. No, he's made us to be so that we can do. And it has to be in that order. It's what's, what God has created us, who he has created us to be, allows us to do what we do that pleases him. Being fruitful in every good work. God wants fruit. You know, Jesus went past the fig tree, looked the part, no fruit. Let no fruit grow on you ever again. He goes after fruit. God wants fruit. And increasing in the knowledge of him. Verse 11. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Do you want to be strong? Everybody wants to be strong. It has to be strong by his power that's working within us. Otherwise it's, uh, it, won't, it won't do the distance. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. So the power that operates is from him and it's operating within us. For all patience and long-suffering with joy. That's a, that's a message for all the teachers, isn't it? Patience and long-suffering with joy. I think, amen, amen. Yes, all the teachers are saying, yes, I've been in situations where patience and long-suffering and that's... It's been tested, yeah, as it will, and we know that. Verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So we get to be a part of God's work. We get to be a part of what God is doing. 
we get to be able to speak into lives and to speak that word of reconciliation, that word of truth. And uh, that's such a privilege. We're, we are co-laborers with Christ. That's how he's planned it to be. And sometimes I think, I think, well, Lord, you've, you've, got, you've got everything. You, you know what you're doing. Just do it. It's not the way he's, it's not the way he's purposed it to be. He's building his church. He's building his church on the revelation of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's building his church and he's going to operate and he's going to do what he does through his church. That's us. That's us. I'm talking the church, the church, the body, the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, talking about wisdom, <laughs> the book of James, if you've read the book of James, sometimes you think, oh, James, because it's a little bit in your face sometimes, isn't it? I've heard it described um, uh, fairly recently, James is the New Testament book of Proverbs. <laughs> it's very practical. It's very straight. So James chapter 1. Hmm. So in verse 5, we see there, if anyone lacks wisdom. But we need to put that in context because it's in regard to something. So verse 2, 3 and (laughs) 4. We love this, don't we? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Very difficult when you're right in the midst of that trial. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God is producing God is producing in us. In every circumstance, in every situation, God is producing something in us if we will allow him. Then, James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, what, would, might, be we, what might we be lacking wisdom in? In the midst of that trial, Lord, what do I do? What would you have me to do? That usually, um, that's usually uh, sit on Poppy's knee and read the story. So, <laughs> What would you have me to do? If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. That's a promise. That's a promise in the word of God. When God gives a promise, it's not a yes and no. It is a yes and amen. All the promises of God. If we ask God, he will answer. He will speak. 
Sometimes it's a little bit like a radio though. The message is going out there, you know, the waves are going out there, but you actually have to tune to the, to the frequency to hear what's being said. And that is our part, and that's the understanding heart. It's the hearing heart. Are we hearing what God says? Are we hearing? And there's the other side of this <laughs> in verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a, a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, for he is double-minded, unstable in all his ways. So that's, you know, that's a, that's, that aspect is, is a warning. And I think sometimes what, what God says, the things that God, and it's already been mentioned this morning, it's an upside-down kingdom. Sometimes when God speaks, you think, oh, that doesn't make sense, and we discount it. We just sort of put that aside and, oh, yeah, and, and click back into our, our, our natural way of thinking or, or, or you know, our, 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 our wisdom, our wisdom. But God says things, you know, God says things that, that, that yeah, they don't make sense. We've already heard this morning. Pray for your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. That doesn't make sense. We don't want to do that. But that's what the Word of God is telling us. That's what God would have us to do. That's the heart of God. How about Jesus to Peter? Cast out from the shore. Let down your net. And, and you will have a, you will, for a catch. Let down your net for a catch. And Peter's a fisherman. He knows what he's doing. I've done this before. I've been there fishing and haven't caught anything. And he said, Lord, you know, I've fished all night. I've caught nothing. Now, he could have, at that point, he could have said, well, I, I, think, I, actually, I think I've got more experience in this. I think I know better and, and left it at that. But what was Peter's response? Lord, I've fished all night and I've caught nothing, but according to your word, I will. <laughs> we know the rest of the story. Boat went out, net goes out, and, and he had to call the partners and they were sinking both boats for the amount of fish for the, for the, for the, um, for the catch that they took. God's wisdom will produce a result. It's for us to hear what he's saying. Hallelujah. Uh, you just flip over the over the page because um, Paul, uh, sorry, James has something else um, to say regarding wisdom. And once again, uh, it's something that, that really should jump out at us. And it's in James chapter three, and verse starting in verse 13 who is wise and understanding among you let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom and can i just say you cannot you cannot divorce meekness you cannot divorce humility of heart from the ability to hear what God is saying. It's a blocker. It is something that will block 
that transmission of what God wants to say to you individually and, and, and it, it will just won't do the job. You know, sometimes I hear the Christian people say, you know, well, the word says, um, the word says, you know, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Probably not if, um, if you're just going to leave it at that or if that's your starting point. The actual verse says, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Has to be there. A humility of heart has to be fronting among you. Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing will be there. The Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Who can know it? But that's where Jesus Christ comes to abide. That's where he comes to dwell. He goes right to the seat of the problem. Fix Fix that problem up. You know, a number of years ago, um, I was given a, a or had a, a, a teaching, and it was it was it was on the heart. And um, from that, I just made up a little little poster and laminated it, and and uh, in the classroom that I had, I had it sitting on the wall, and it just said heart, attitude, motive. Heart, attitude, motive. You know, every time I saw that. It was a reminder to me, where is my heart? What is my attitude in whatever situation, whatever, whatever? You know, this stuff confronts us, doesn't it? Every day. Some things are little, some things are big. What's my heart in this? What's my attitude? And, and the, it's, a, it's a biggie. What's my, what's my motive? What's my motive in doing or saying the things that I do? And you know, if we, would, if we would look at our own heart, if we would ask ourselves those questions, boy, that, uh, that, can, that can really cause a shift and, and, and allow us. We ask our, sometimes we don't ask ourselves the questions because we, we're not going to like the answer that um, <laughs> we know is there. We need to be asking ourselves those questions. And as we do, as we do that, you know, the Lord can actually, um, you know, highlight areas that, that we need to give to him, we need to deal with. But it says in verse um, 17, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, Willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's God's wisdom. And that's what God wants to implant in us and that's what he wants us to be operating 
in. And is it easy all the time? Absolutely not. That's why his strength is within us, to be able to do what he's calling us to do. The way that we operate, the way that we interact. Hallelujah. I've, I've recounted this a number of times in, in church, but when I um, first started in, in, the, uh, in the school, I had a grade five, six composite class, and I had to give a memory verse every week. And, uh, and um, I asked our, our founding principal, a um, lot of wisdom in that lady, and I said, Wilma, what, how, do I, how do I do this? And she said, just read through the Proverbs. <laughs> just read through the Proverbs and just see what, what stands out at you. And one of the very, very first um, memory verses that I gave those children who would now be, gosh, yes, heading towards 50. <laughs> um, it was Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And this sums it up. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Amen? Amen. We want to be a people who are led and guided by the Spirit of God. We want to be a people that hear what he's saying, the wisdom that comes from God. Because when we operate in the wisdom that comes from God, the outcomes will be godly. They will support the kingdom. They will build the kingdom. They will build our relationships. We will have good results. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, this is a commissioning service and, and as such we want, to, we want to be able to pray for um, the people uh, represented here. No, not all our, our, our staff um, are here, obviously, um, you know, busy in their, in their own churches. So um, for everybody who is here, thank you. Um, for, for doing that may, may even be a sacrifice to, to do that today. Uh, but we, we just acknowledge you. We acknowledge the, the work uh, that you do in this college. Uh, we acknowledge that this place is where the word of God is proclaimed. And you can't say that for the majority of, of, of learning institutions anywhere. But here, we get to proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We get to speak the word of God as, as teachers, as, as staff. Because it's not only teachers, it is everybody. It is staff. We get to um, speak the word of God. We get to proclaim his name. We get to sow into the lives of young people. And young people, children are precious to the Lord. <laughs> They are precious to him. <laughs> and we get the privilege, absolute privilege of being able to do that.
and you know, in all the <laughs> in all the things that that um, that you face in a school as as a staff member, which aren't always easy. Boy, we need to make sure that that's front of mind, front of mind. So, what I'd like to do um, is ask um, now. Uh, Lynn, I want you to bring your husband, please. Yeah. And with Lynn and Lee, can we have the, um, the leadership um, group, please? So that's, um, yes, you know who you are. Now, each of these people have roles within the, um, within the college um, in finance and administration and in all the different sections um, of, the, um, of the college. Now, um, Lynn has, um, has been asked to uh, fulfil the role of, of acting principal in, um, in Gerhard's absence. Um, which she has um, agreed to to do, and um, th this is a this is a team. So within this team, there's the there's the executive. So um, a smaller team, but this is the team that runs the different elements of the um, of the college, and they have um, responsibilities. So. Um, while we recognise um, Lynn and, and uh, Lee, you, you're not here on a daily basis, but you get to hear, you know. You, and I, I, know, <laughs> I know how that works. <laughs> I know how that works. So you, you, your support for your wife in, in fulfilling this role is, um, is monumental, absolutely monumental. And, and that's what God does. He puts around us the people who can support us. He puts around us those that he knows have our back. And uh, so we want to we pray for um, this, this um, group of, of, uh, of people within our, our college. So I'm going to ask the um, church oversight if um, you would um, come up, please. And I don't know how this is quite going to operate. <laughs> um, we've got a mic. Yep, there's one. Might grab another one. Chris will have another, that other mic on. So we want to be able to, um, yeah, pray and impart. And... No, I think we'll... Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, great. Let's just join as, as we pray for this amazing group of people. Let's just join together as a church family. Surround you. We'll surround you. Look out. Hope you trust us. <laughs> We're going to surround you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Karen. Father, I thank you so much mm. for these dedicated people. Yes, Jesus. 
And Lord, I thank you that they, they do nothing without you. Lord, that you are there to support them, that you are there to guide them, to surround them with peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I thank you that this school is, is a school that has a purpose for your kingdom, Lord. That its desire and the desire of its people is to, is to train the young people up in the way that they should go. Yeah. To not just uh, teach knowledge, but teach what it means to walk with you. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, I thank you that you've equipped and you are growing and empowering these people to do just that. Mm. And to lead the rest of the school thank you, Lord. in doing the same. Yeah. And Father, we just speak your blessing over their, yes, their lives, not just professionally, but in their personal lives, in yeah. their families, Lord, Hallelujah. that your hand would be over every area of their life, Lord. Thank that you, you would God. continue to support them as you have. Lord, that, that you would pour out a blessing on them that they wouldn't actually be able to receive all of what you've got for them, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Press down, shaken together and running over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Father, I just, uh, I just pray protection uh, over this leadership, Lord. Uh, Lord, in, in all that, um, that you've uh, got for these uh, individuals and collectively as a group to, to carry and lead. Uh, Father, we know that the, the enemy is never happy with any of that, but, but Lord, you are, you are greater. Greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. So, Father, let your protection be around about. Um, Lord, as the enemy brings uh, thoughts and and his uh, schemes, let, let them be brought to nothing. Uh, Lord, as we uh, use the sword of the Spirit, that Word of God, as, uh, yeah, to put, um, to put all his suggestions and uh, anything that he brings to nothing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Um, I'm speaking from behind you, but I'm um, <laughs> speaking to all of you. Um, it was just a little picture that came to me when I was just thinking about this particular group. And um, someone gave me the idea. Um, I asked what it maybe meant. Uh, it's like a delta. So in a, a maybe a, an area of land... And it's like uh, lots of little veins coming off a main vein. And then they're all connected, a bit like a leaf. Uh, and just uh, maybe a word of encouragement that that's what you like. You're all, all connected in this uh, vast kind of network. And uh, it waters a lot of ground. Mm. Uh, and it has such a strength to it, such a connectiveness to it, um, and that's the way it's, it's been placed in this place, so that you have that support. Uh, but just to be encouraged that together you're making such a difference. Yeah. 
as you all operate together. And uh, the word faithful just kept coming, faithful. Remember, God is faithful, always faithful. Never, 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 never let you down. Always faithful. So just bless, bless you all in what you're doing, and we're so grateful um, to you. While we're in worship, um, God was showing me a picture of a huge waterfall, very, very, very high. And I was asking him what it was about. And he then showed me that this source of water, which is the word of God, is the wisdom of the word coming from a very high source. And it's flowing down, it's available for many. But God provides special places for his people where we feel absolutely unique. And, and, and so close to him that this supply that's coming, it flows down the stream. And what I saw was particularly for you, Lynn, but it's available for everybody. But I saw that this water, which is coming from that high source, flowing quite a distance and then where you were was a special place prepared by God for you. In this position you were in, I saw one lamb, one sheep, standing on a portion of very green, lush grass. Next to that, where you were standing, was this crystal clear, pure water. Not moving. It was still and it was so pure. And that's what God's providing for you. A special place where you can receive the wisdom of God's word, the purity of that wisdom, and it's so clear. God's making it available for you and he wants you to resource that every day because you're going to need it. But this is the provision that he has for you where you can spend time just you and him in the word, what he's providing for you and you can drink of that wisdom of the word and you will have everything that God has provided for you. The verses that he gave me, it's very well known, but I'm reading it out of the Passion. Psalm 23. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers me a resting place in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook 
of bliss. And that's where I saw you, in this quiet place with him. And, and I, can't, I can't overemphasize the purity, the crystal clarity of this water. You could see yourself in this water. And God's provided for you to drink. It's, it's a very special place. It says, that's where he restores and revives my life. So God has already, none of this is a surprise to him. So he's already provided what you need and you can access it. And it was very, very clear to me this morning what God is providing. Everyone can, can access this because it's available for everyone who come into that resting place. But in that place, it's just you. It's your secret place. And God's going to... God's going to increase your wisdom, your understanding and, and ways of, of, of speaking his word that's going to bring clarity and understanding to people and it'll be pure and it'll be refreshing and he's going to strengthen you in a way that you've never experienced but, but it's, it's, it's coming as an impartation of the word of God that, that is going to be such a blessing for you. And, and you, you're going to find such a rest and a confidence in God in what he's prepared for you in this coming time. I might take the opportunity to thank you. Thank you for the opportunity that for us as um, people who serve here to come in and hear those prayers. We know and we've felt your prayers over many, many years and it's very special, Coral knows that, um, that we've been able to come here today and hear those words and thank you for your encouragement and your prayers. But we do come here recognising that we can't do this in our strength. Mm. That, that our own um, inabilities, our humanness um, and frailties, we need um, God and all of the things that we've been hearing about asking for and wisdom, yes, is on the top of that list. And wisdom as being um, God's um, understanding of how to use knowledge. So we teach knowledge at school, but to have that wisdom to understand how to use it. And we pray for discernment, which has been spoken about today, and guidance. And um, as a team, um, we find that's the way we work together, looking for God's guidance. And we have an amazing team. And as we see, it's actually so great to see um, the support we have behind us today. So we thank you. And it's a privilege to be here. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Um, but we also have um, many teachers um, in the and staff in the um, in the room this morning. Coral, you better stay here. Um, so, if um, staff, um, would you like to just stand? If uh, you're a staff member of the college, yep. Okay, thank you. Um, now, if, uh, if, if you would uh, like to, church members, if you'd like to reach out your hand or if you're close enough, put your hand on. And um, Cole, would you like to pray for, for all the staff? Yeah.
Hallelujah. Great. Yeah. It's so nice to have them all with us today. It's such a pleasure to be able to pray for them. All right, we've all got everyone covered. Great. All right. Lord, we just thank you so much for each one of these people, Lord. Lord, we thank you that it is no surprise that they're in this place at this time to you. Lord, you've planned it all along. You've put the place there for each person to be in. And Lord, you've given them the gifts and abilities that they require to fulfill that. So Lord, we just pray for them today and we pray that they do remember as they go about their everyday thing, just give a, a prompting every day that they have you right by them sides. Lord, they don't have to do anything on their own. They don't have to feel alone. Um, there's a great team, but you're the best team member. So Lord, you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And Lord, we just pray today that you'll be around about each one of these people so that they will actually physically know that you are right there with them. They'll know that in their heart of hearts. And Lord, we thank you that they already know you. They have a relationship with you. And Lord, just help them to draw on that. And uh, we thank you so much for each one of them. So I said, it's not a surprise that any one of them is in this place at this time. But they've been called not just to do a job, but to fulfill a calling that God has placed upon their lives. And Lord, I just pray particularly uh, for this year for a spirit of gentleness to be on each one of these people so that as they approach every young person, have any interaction with any families or whatever, that there'll be a spirit of gentleness that will go before them and they'll be surprised at the things that they will say and they will know that it's you speaking through them. So Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you that you will be with them every step of the way. And we pray a special blessing on the college for 2023. Let it be a great year and one in which you are glorified and that you remain the centre of this place. Amen. Just uh, going to come and uh, just finish this morning with just a short time with communion. Um, we do um, invite everybody to participate, um, children included, but whatever you are normally used to in your um, place of worship or understanding, just feel free. So there are some... Communion portions up at the back. It's the happy little pack that we all struggle with. <laughs> That's uh, a COVID thing. You can blame COVID for that one. Um, but if you're very careful, you can pull off the clear top and you'll get this lovely little whatever you want to call it that we eat. It gets stuck in your mouth at all different spots and then you have to get it out as delicately as you can. And then if you pull the silver one, you'll find it's got a little bit of cordial there.
Just, uh, just a few, just a thought for communion today. Um, I couldn't help but feel a bit of, as we sang this morning in worship, a bit of a rise in my spirit. I don't know what happened with you, but I just felt as we began to sing um, one that was called um, I'll Raise a Hallelujah. Uh, Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Uh, Death is defeated. The king is alive. I just felt as we began to sing that this morning, something happened in me, I could feel hope arising. I hope you felt your hope arising. You know, sometimes... um, And it's correct, when we come to communion, we are remembering um, with these elements the body of Christ that was broken and the blood that was shed. Uh, That's correct. Uh, But, you know, we're on the resurrection side of the cross. And, you know, in Acts it says, uh, I love this, I just love the way it's um, put here, It's called um, the Fellowship of Believers. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, uh, to the breaking of bread, which is communion, and to prayer. And every day they continued to meet together, every day in the temple courts. And they broke bread. So they had it every day. They broke bread. And in their homes and ate together with a glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I sense um, some gladness here and some joy because of the resurrection that came from the cross. And, you know, I know, as I was thinking today, I, I know people are coming to terms with grief, whatever form that has taken, particularly in relation to the the school Uh, and grief is something that God has given us to deal with sad occasions so it's okay to grieve but you know we don't grieve do we as those that have no hope we have a hope and it's the resurrection so I'd just like you to take yourself just for this point in time here in the service to that side that resurrection side and grab that hope this morning as we partake Would you like to stand, please? We're going to take it if we can, together or thereabouts. Uh, So I'm just going to hold the bread and then I'll just say, would you like to eat it so we know when we're doing things. So, Father, we thank you so much for your broken body. Lord, broken for us because you loved us, Lord. And Lord, we just pray that today as we partake, that we will see that resurrection side that 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 uh, sacrifice provided for us. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just eat together. And the cup. Can you see them celebrating together? The resurrection. Boy, they would have been... So, I think with their grief, and you can imagine their grief, can't you? And you can understand it. Um, I don't know whether we do understand it, but, you know, such a close friend and so many things, so many thoughts and emotions running. But they celebrated with gladness because of the resurrection. 
Hey, death had no hold on them. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to celebrate. Let's celebrate it this morning. Let's drink in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. You may be seated. Well, that concludes our morning this morning. I just have some announcements uh, for the people from this house. Um, that, well, school starts tomorrow. That's for everyone to know. <laughs> um, hope you all turn up tomorrow. <laughs> um, but we, we always encourage our congregation to remember um, the school on the first day. Well, remember the school all the time, but um, particularly remember um, the families getting ready in the morning and and for uh, the staff, so that uh, if we're remembering to be praying for everyone tomorrow for the beginning of um, school, because um, a lot's happening, isn't it, <laughs> on the first day back at school. Um, this uh, Wednesday night is, we're back uh, for our Bible study at um, 7.30. Um, the men's, our men's group starts this week. And uh, it's at Peter and Rhoda's house. And so, um, yes, so that's Thursday night, which means that um, the following week will be our ladies' first meeting, which will be on, um, on the Tuesday. Uh, stay tuned for more information. We're going to be studying the book of James. So that was a good start today. And uh, that'll be a wonderful time um, for the ladies. Uh, we're starting youth. It's very exciting to be um, starting youth. And Children's Church starts back next Sunday. And uh, um, all of this is on the website. And um, come and see any of us if you've got, um, want to know any more details. I think I've remembered everything. And uh, so I would say, um, I will say to everyone, oh, uh, don't forget the coffees. It's coffees um, for everyone on the way out. And um, Mel, <laughs> Mel's got a coffee barista thing happening, which, she, which she's done all week, really, and all last week as well. So um, she's perfected the coffee now. <laughs> and so enjoy um, catching up with each other and, um, and may um, 2023 in the school be the best yet. Bless you all. Thank you.